Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Kirsch Chopra. He's the CEO and co-founder at NP Hub. Kirsch, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me today. Yeah, excited to have you. So, Krish, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I am uh, the CEO and co-founder of a company called FB Hub, the tech marketplace that helps nurse practitioners graduate on time. Um, we've been in business now for about seven years, and um, our whole our whole kind of thesis is that nurse practitioners are kind of the solution to saving healthcare in the U.S. And um, we're whole, we're trying to enable them to kind of graduate, get into practice, and getting them to see patients so we can fix the shortage we have in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I've had a phenomenal experience with nurse practitioners, you know, over over doctors. So I appreciate the work that you're doing. And like you said, you know, it truly is it's it's a very important industry that you're in being able to connect, you know, nurse practitioners with with, you know, places. So talk to me more about how you do it. What do you do? Tell me more. Yeah, so uh, so these students, um, so basically, these are graduate nursing students, right? So they've been in RN for a couple of years, they go back to school. And the way it works is that they have to do classroom training through like their university gives it to them and all the boring stuff. And then they have to take half their time and go learn shadow in a hospital or a clinic. Mm -hmm. And that's where in the U.S., the infrastructure for these nursing programs to set that up for them doesn't really exist. So a lot of times students are finding it themselves. Mm -hmm. So they go to a website like mine. And um, I don't think there are any others like ours, but they go to our website, I should say, and then they... Uh, basically very much how the Airbnb experience feels, right? That marketplace vibe where you kind of go in and you could search these placements that would fit their criteria. So any student needs something like between, you know, one to five different types of rotations, like primary care, pediatrics, women's health, stuff like that. And they go to our website and they, they, then they can actually find all their criteria on what they would need um, for a clinical site. And then they can book it directly right there. And our whole claim to fame is, it would take a student six months to find themselves, but with us, yeah. they can do it in under 20 minutes. Wow. Wow. So you are a national company then? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. I think we operate in something like 40 states. Wow. That's fantastic. And I can't even imagine the weight that you must take off of, you know, students who are going through such a challenging time trying to just navigate and get through school to have that weight taken off of them for that. I can't imagine the the, the aid that you're able to provide to them. Not good wood, not good wood. I think um, one of my favorite sort of metrics in the business I love to kind of look at is our customer reviews because it tells us a lot about our business, right? So you think about it, someone took their time to either leave a positive or negative review. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for us, most of them are positive and they're usually really detailed, you know? So they get to kind of shout out our, their yeah. coordinators and it, just, yeah. it makes me feel, uh, it makes like, the entire company feel like we're all doing something of value. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like you said, you've been you've been with with NP Hub, you your co-founder, you've grown it. Talk to me a bit about what the growth has looked like with NP Hub. Oh, that's a, that's a hard. Uh, it, it's been fun, exciting, painful. It's I think how I think a lot of people would say it's been very stressful, depending yeah. on what the role is in the organization. I would say growth isn't easy. It's actually really, really challenging um, because anytime you're growing, you know, consistently more than 25, 30% every year, your processes keep breaking because they just don't fit what the company looks like every two years or so. So um, that's what that's what growth is. It's a kind of taking in a bunch of, you know, 
fun part, which is like the sales part, they come in in the hard part is the fulfillment and keeping them happy and all that. So um, growth is actually really, really challenging. Um, it's fun. It's rewarding. I wouldn't change it. Um, yeah. It's enabled us to employ people around the world. It's enabled us to, um, I think, help over 6,000, 5,000 students graduate from school. Um, probably more than that number, to be honest with you. So it's been excellent. Um, but it's also been really hard. Yeah. 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 And part of that growth and part of that change is, you know, managing company culture. So talk to me about kind of what that looks like growing with MP Hub. Um, yeah. I mean, I think similar to like your processes that evolve over time, your culture evolves over time. Right. So you go from, you know, I think a lot of startups and we were very much like this in the very beginning stages, it's kind of like a family. And it's like these like five, eight people, 10 people, 12, eventually 20 kind of together, seemingly in a room, but like, you know, over zoom, working our way through, um, every challenge. And then as you start getting bigger, you realize though, you can't kind of drag everyone along with you. The, the change in the culture is very much like these are the standards and this is what we set, and this is what the top performers set, right? In the organization, your eight players. And, and then it's about everyone in the organization rising to that occasion and identifying if this is where they like to be because of the benefits you get, which is you're around like-minded people, fun people, good work environment. Um, or if this is not because it can be demanding, right? It can be relentless. Um, it can be, you know, ongoing every day, every month. It's new metrics, new metrics. Some people want more relaxed settings. So that's a, it's just a culture just evolves over time. Um, and uh, it, it, it is a fun process, but it's also, uh, I don't want to say that this, it's been hard. It's been um, rewarding to mm -hmm. see the culture shift, especially as we've been growing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think too, you know, you, you know, off, off camera, you and I had a conversation about growth, about attrition and how that changes and that it's not always a bad thing. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, healthy attrition and what that has looked like within, within the company and within your experience as the CEO. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. So a lot of times as your company's entering different stages, right? So you sort of like the processes you have from that zero to 1 million don't last past 3 million. Right. You have to reinvent. So, you know, you go from like that 1 million to 3 million, those processes work. And then at 3 million, well, they stop working. And then you have to reinvent them. And that three usually what should carry you to hopefully about eight to 10, et cetera. So we went through, we, we went through that. Right. And we started really identifying some of these new processes that can scale up in your business. And when you have that, inevitably for a company, like you can only grow your business, you can only grow a business to the speed of your, um, of your average employee. Mm -hmm. That's like sort of the curve. Right. So there's only two ways to increase the quality of, of your employees, of your team. There's only two ways. It's you bring in new people or you upscale and you train. Yeah. So you we did a lot of upscale, a lot of training, a lot of um, promotions, a lot of um, career development. And it works for the vast majority of people. But for some people, well, they decide or they don't want to stick around for that or that's not really what they're interested in. And they'll sweat to them all the best. But that's right where you have positive attrition, where every time you're hiring someone new, is your average quality of person getting better? Hmm. And if that's the case, that is healthy attrition, and you want that. Um, is if if you're doing it and you're sort of like you can't backfill, you don't know how to train the person, you know, if someone leaves with institutional knowledge and you are stuck with like, you know, you you hire someone new, you have no idea how to train them, then that's not healthy. That's yeah. you don't know what you're doing in terms of hiring. But like if you've mapped out an onboarding process, like we have a, you know, we have a great um, 
uh, um, a recruiting manager. She's actually moving to talent acquisition. It's excellent for her uh, career development, but like she's excellent at training. So she can bring in a salesperson, have speed inside 40 days, like under wow. 40 days. It's a great, she's done it like, like, like this over. So it gets yeah. healthy. So she replaced someone on our team. She brings someone new well, in 60 days. You ha- you're back up and running with a better quality person. Right. Everyone's happy, you know? Right. So that's like what I mean by healthy attrition. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. think, so, you know, you've obviously been very successful with MP hub being able to scale. What would you say the biggest skill that CEOs like yourself need in order to be successful? Is it, is it flexibility? Like, talk to me. What do you, what do you think it is? What's the secret sauce? Oh, I don't know if there's a secret sauce. In, in that. <laughs> I think, I, I think every company's different because it yeah. also depends on the dynamic of the team. Right. So, so every, you know, some CEOs are very kind of zoomed out of the business, very sort of like inspirational and, and sort of like kind of like, you know, living larger than life in a way, almost like mm-hmm. an Elon Musk type style. Right. Um, other CEOs are like a lot more involved and they like to kind of really do a lot of coaching. Um, I, the first thing that comes to mind is I think every CEO has to be a strong communicator and strong in sales. That's what comes to mind. And I don't mean it's like sales, like they have to sell to customers. I think like when I think communication, it's like, like, look, I'm really good in communicating in small groups, like one-to-one, one-to-five, one-to-eight. Once you get me past like eight to 10 people in a room, like people will tell you, I sort of like turtle and I stop talking, Um, but that's just my style. So like, I love to communicate in those group settings and I do a lot of selling, not necessarily like, you know, selling my product, but selling ideas, um, selling um, the vision of where the organization can go. Honestly, sometimes selling limiting beliefs, right? Like a lot of people are like, well, how do you know we can get there? Like, why can't you get there? You yeah. know? So yeah. that's, I think, like the communication style. Um, and I think that in larger organizations, you have to learn to commute one to many, you know, and in smaller ones, you more communicate one to one. And like I said, like I'm kind of communicating that like one to 10 range, you know? So yeah. I think that's maybe that communication cadence and the ability to sell your ideas and get buy-in is probably the CEO's biggest responsibility because in other organizations a ceo might just only speak with investors and they're selling raising capital or they might actually be in sales and they're selling their product yeah. i'm just not in that that in, in those roles i'm more in the culture um, um running the organization day-to-day and mm-hmm. selling the vision so it's just a bit different but i would say the communication is, is the common denominator in all of those examples Hmm. What would you say, kind of thinking of that, either, you know, about being a CEO, scaling a company, either about MP Hub, what would you say the biggest misconception that you often hear is about, you know, about any or all of those? I would think that there's this notion of kind of like the more you kind of move up in an organization, the less you work. And I've never found that to be true. <laughs> um, yeah, I would never find, I've never found that to be true. Um, in fact, like, I think my common example, I sort of like, like, I remember I used to hear this Kobe Bryant quote, right? Where he was kind of like in the gym. So they were playing, a, he was playing a home game. And some dude on the other team kind of came into the gym and he was practicing, he was practicing. And Kobe Bryant was already there with like ice on his knees. And um, like he had already practiced. And then that guy was like, you know, practicing some more. And Kobe Bryant practiced even more. And when the guy stopped, he did like a full workout for two hours. And Kobe Bryant was still working out. And then they like, well, Kobe, like, you know, the Lakers won the game. Kobe went, won the game. And then um, after the game, the guy, I forget his name, went up to Kobe and said, hey, like, what was up in the practice? And he said, 
you know, I wanted, Kobe said to the guy, I wanted you to know no matter how hard you work, I will outwork you. And it was kind of like to break the guy's will, right? And if I, I take that notion in the opposite and I sort of apply in my companies and I always wanted to be where no matter how hard any one of my team works, they always know there's one, at least one other person who's working as hard with, at right next to them, you know? Um, even if I visibly, I mean, physically can't be next to them. Um, so that sort of notion of hard work, I think is a biggest misconception that um, no matter how, how, like like my managers, they work, like my, my team works their butts off. My managers work their butts, butts off, you know, and my executive team works even harder than that. Nobody wants to leave things up to chance, like like leave the one up to chance, like, oh, that person doesn't really carry their weight. And that that's like something you definitely notice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think too, you gain a lot of respect too, being in the trenches with your team. Do you agree with that? I don't think that's the only way to build respect. I would say that's my primary way of building respect. Yeah. Um. Yes, I think, yeah, um, that would certainly resonate, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. And you know, I've I've found too that companies that I've worked for that I've been happy and that I've been success, successful in are leaders like you who have you know who are willing to to dig their heels in and work hard and put in those extra hours to be able to make the company successful because too that creates you know a, a sense of want um, like you want to be successful but you you want to work for someone who wants you to be successful as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And there's also a hustle luck, right? About like, you know luck. Like fortune favors the bold, fortune favors people who take action. Mm-hmm. If you're like running around creating a lot of inertia, positive things do eventually come your way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it also sets the tone with the rest of the team that there is no, you can't politic your way to move up in the organization. It's literally about yeah. effort and results. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Well, you know, kind of circling back to, to NP Hub. What was there a time that you realized, like you said, it's a grind every day? Was there a time where you said, like, we're really onto something here? Like, this is this is something that's that that that's working. Do you ever remember a time where that that was the case for you? I was uh, my first resp- my gut response is no. I'm still trying to figure that out. I still have not acknowledged <laughs> it. Um, I think to a lot of uh, you know people that found, found companies and and they're running it, it, it always feels fragile in the yeah. way like you know, it's not going to go away tomorrow, but you want to like almost kind of work like it is. Yeah. Um, but I would say I started to really think we were on to something, I think maybe in the last year and a half, when we started really attracting really strong talent. Mm. And we started bringing in people um, who weren't like, oh, I'm going to take a chance on this company, or they were starting on their careers and they just wanted a shot. Yeah. A lot of our cult hiring culture has always sort of been people that were overlooked or underappreciated in previous roles and they wanted a shot and they knew they had more to give so mm-hmm. they can come to us and we give them a ton of responsibility. Yeah. But over the last um, year and a half, we've then, we've started to now attract some top tier talent, nice. you know? So bringing in people that have exit experience, people who have founded companies in the past, people that, um, you know, have, um, you know, managers, directors at different organizations and coming into our company. So um, and then the quality of advisors, the quality of like conversations we're having. So I think a lot of times the market tells you if you're onto something before yeah. you, at least for, in my experience, the market's told me I'm onto something before yeah. I've ever acknowledged it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. interesting. Well, if people wanted to go to learn more about MP Hub, where would they go to learn more? Where would they go to learn about you? Kind of talk to me a little bit about that. I think they should go to mphub.com. And there they, should go, they should reach out to a nurse. <laughs> they should tell a nurse about us. Um, yeah, I would say that's the biggest one. Just go to yeah. mpb.com. If you want to learn more about me, uh, I'm not super active yet on social media. I'm probably going to be getting a little more active, but 
following me on my Instagram or uh, just on uh, on um, npf.com, something yeah. like that. It's right where you can find that work. Awesome. Well, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you breaking down NP Hub, kind of the what it takes to be a CEO and kind of your experience and that, you know, getting getting down and dirty and really working hard, digging your heels in and, you know, putting putting up the work right beside your team. I think it's been a fantastic conversation. And I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Yeah, I had a blast. Thank you so much. Yeah, great to have you. Hey. Are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.